With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Latest episode of the Washed Up Walk-Ons. Thank you all for being here. We're going to recap the Rutgers episode. Kevin and I, 27 points. Still not enough to Drake, uh, Jesus, to get Drake on the podcast. You guys are going to have to keep bugging him or come to the Patreon or don't. That's the only way you get Drake Kulik. Kevin and I break down the game. Hawkeye win, a Hawkeye over, Hawkeye improvement. Let's have a day. Let's go. Welcome into the Watch Up Walk-Ons podcast. It's episode 354, I think. I don't know. It's been such a long weekend. Um, it's been a long day. It's my birthday. <laughs> Not necessarily the, the exact way that I would want to spend my birthday um, in a car to Nebraska and back, but we are here. Uh, it was good for, it was for a good thing. It's just made for a long weekend. I didn't even finish up watching the game until right before you got on, Kevin, I watched oh, the game. Right? I watched the game on the way home from Nebraska. Um, my mother-in-law was inducted into the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame. So neat. She was good at volleyball and softball, and that was fun. But wow, that was yeah. We went Saturday. We went to the Nebraska volleyball game, which was going on at the same time as the Iowa game. So we recorded it. I watched it on the way home. We won. Hey, Iowa football and the over, right? <laughs> Iowa football and the over. Let's get, let's jump right into this. By let's, a, what you might call a RCH, otherwise known as the smallest unit of measurement known to man. RCH. Go ahead and look it up. Okay. I'll do that after the show. Everybody else can do it as well as they listen to this podcast. Um, let's dive in and start with something that I guess I might have jinxed you on, Kevin. I don't know. You said it on Twitter. Um, fucking bastard. I, I thought it was great use of a, a current event pop culture meme that kept going around with the Adam, Adam Levine uh, DM. It's like uh, for those listening and that don't follow the Twitter account, it's his DM to the chick that he was banging 
on the side. And it says something like, you are so unbelievably fucking hot. I can't believe how hot you are. <laughs> and so Kevin, to start the, you know, we didn't, we didn't get bets out that first week, but then the last two weeks, Kevin was five and one came out hot. Kevin Ward was as hot as Adam Levine's mistresses. And so I used the meme from the walk-ons account. He said, Kevin specifically said, and this was on Thursday before his first game of the weekend kicked off, which was coastal Carolina and Georgia state, right? Correct. And Kevin said, when I go, zero and three this weekend, I'm blaming you. And Kevin from a five and one start now stands five and four because he went zero and three this weekend. Yeah, you bastard. Absolute <laughs> bullshit of a tweet for you to say. Absolute bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you just come into the, the the top of the ninth inning and tell the the pitcher, "Hey, man, you're having a really perfect game right now." Hey, I, I, just just keep it up, man. Don't think about those next three outs. Just just keep doing what you're doing. You're throwing an absolutely perfect game. Why don't you just, you know. <laughs> That really, that's a good, that's a good equivalent. Like walking up to the, maybe in like the eighth inning, right? Two innings left. He's gone seven and you just, you go up to him and you're like, Hey, you know, you're pitching a perfect game, right? Strikes, man. There's there's no way that you don't get this here. Just throw strikes, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. So let's talk a little bit about it. Um, Georgia state didn't get it done for you. They were plus two coastal Carolina came out and kind of kicked their ass. Yeah. Uh, Kinda. It was it was it was a game the entire game. Uh, Coastal Carolina scores a late touchdown. They win by seventeen. So okay, um, it was a so closer game than the score. Inflated a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't get it done there. Uh, had the over in the Minnesota Michigan State game. Michigan State scores zero points. Dude, Minnesota looks like a damn good football team. Um. We're going to talk about that in a second. I have that's yeah. that's an, that was an interest that's that is an interesting result, and there's a lot of things to talk about from that game. Um, but, but that was a straight up ass kicking, like 45-0? 40... 34 to seven, which oh. the Big Ten might as well be a fifty point win. Correct. Um, like they just beat them every every phase of the game, up up down the field. Uh, Did you get to watch that game? I I got to watch a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, and this one doubled as our DRF boost of the week, was the Ohio State-Wisconsin under. And I was really confident in this. I loved Kevin's pick on this. I thought Wisconsin had more of a spine. You know? Well, wrong on that one by uh, about four touchdowns. Now, now, granted, Ohio State's really good. Ohio State is probably, I, I hope to God that we can keep it close against Ohio State this year. They, they made Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin scored some late. I think they scored some late touchdowns too. Yeah, um, they, they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to you know to, to to make it look better, but it was not close. No man, this game was really. I mean, it was twenty-one nothing after the first quarter. It was thirty-one to seven going into halftime. So yikes! It it was just one of those. You come back in halftime, it's like ah. Well, <laughs> get home got sa- any ideas? <laughs> Let's get home safe. <laughs> Seriously, that's the that's the plan at that point. Oh well, I play. Do you ever play any games like that? Well, you probably didn't. I guess that's a bad question to ask, Comer Glenn. Uh, Marshalltown played a couple games like that in high school. Um, tell you a little quick story. 
it's 2010. The Marshalltown Bobcats have just come off their best season in history of the program since being created. A 13 and 0 run to the to the state championship game where we lose and we lost pretty handily to Iowa City City High, um, second place in the state. Best we've ever done to that point was making the playoffs, but we we actually made it to the state championship. The next year we lose all of the seniors from that class that made that team. So our class, we step in. I'm now starting as a sophomore, middle linebacker. We've got a couple weak classes ahead of me in the junior and senior class. We go three and six. We make it on a technicality because of two teams. One team beat another team that got us in as the last seed. And we play who other than West Des Moines, Dowling Catholic in the opening round, who this would have been the year that they started their seven championship run, I believe. And we play them first round. Amara Darbo, who goes on to Michigan and then the NFL. We get beat 60-something to to seven. On a night where it was 28 degrees and sleeting rain. And that is how I, that is probably a lot how I felt during that halftime, how some of these teams feel when they go into half, especially against Ohio State, who can basically score at will on you. So, um, is that the worst you ever gotten beat? Like, not not just football, not just um, high school, just any sport ever. Any sport, any any point in your life is that. That's a good question. Is that the worst beating I've ever taken? Oof, that's a great question. That Minnesota twenty fourteen was pretty close. That was an ass kicking. We were winning um, that game too. People forget that. 7-0, baby. <laughs> Opening drive, man. That's called blowing your load. And then we didn't have anything left. Is that the worst that I've ever been beat? I'm trying to think back to AU basketball. We were pretty good. We probably got beats in similar fashion on my on my junior senior varsity basketball teams. Okay. okay. Um well, Cedar Ike and Cedar Falls beat us pretty bad. I mean, I'm talking by 40 or 50 in a basketball game. Um, but f- it's by 60 in a football game. That's yeah. I- I'm going to go with that's top three, if not the worst ever. What's the worst you've ever been beaten? Um, I think what comes first to mind is freshman year football. We got beat 57 to nothing. Oh no. Yeah. By who? By uh, another team in our conference. Um, We'd go on to beat them the next two years, though. Did you guys have a lot of people pulled up? Because sometimes freshmen, stuff. we had two people pulled up. Okay, but that was it. Um, okay, they just had some man child of freshmen. Freshman is such and, an in- interesting age, right? Yeah, you got some kids who were like fully developed, and some kids who like haven't even started puberty yet. Exactly, we were on the ladder of those two. Well, and Dr- it's funny because Drake always talks about how when he walked into high school, he was Drake was 135 pounds. Same. Yeah. I was like five, eight, a buck 30 freshman year of high school. And I was this, I was this height. I was five, 10, 195 as a freshman and athletic, man. I was athletic. Um, yeah. Well, Wisconsin was on the end of that. So Kevin goes zero and three, his record, uh, does not improve. It decreases to five and four, still winning on the season. 
And hey, we'll get him next week. Drake. I believe Drake went one and two today. Drake, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Drake loves, for some reason, picking road, road favorites. Road favorites. A, just a way to go broke betting in the NFL. Road favorites. Uh, if he went one and two, that puts him at two and seven. Yeah, just anybody. Well, yeah, he picked the Chiefs. They were about a touchdown favorite. They lose outright. He picked the Bills, who were about a touchdown favorite. Same. Miami, they lose. They outright. lose outright. Oh, and Miami about blew them. They tried to. That, right? that punt. Yeah. The butt punt. What's going on? Did you see that? I mean, they're backed up on the one yard line. Well, why is the PP so far? I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. He, he didn't... was probably at his normal depth, which correct me if I'm wrong. When we were backed up, we moved the PP up. So the punt, you have, you have to for that reason. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Ravens minus one and a half. Who did they play? Patriots. Cause they I saw that played the Patriots and they won by about a touchdown. So okay, so so he covered there. So he's currently two and seven. Kevin, I think next week I might go on the fade Drake pick. I'm you're gonna, gonna wait until Drake makes his picks and just go oppo. And then just yeah, I was um, I was okay this week. Kansas is a and, watch and out for four and Kansas. Watch out for four and Kansas. Is it Don't time let Kansas get hot? Is it time to rank Kansas football? Hey, tell you what, man, the state of Kansas. Had a good week. Kansas, Kansas State, State Oklahoma. by like two touchdowns, right? Uh, just or did, maybe did they end up scoring in the end? Adrian Martinez. He's still playing over there. They got him from, the, from Nebraska. He's probably happy as hell. Oh, yeah. That's a major upgrade for him. And Nebraska's probably happy as hell that they were on a bye week. They needed it. <laughs> um, Kansas wins by eight against Duke. Seven and a half point favorite when I chose them. So we'll take it. CH pick for you right there. We will take it. Michigan struggled. Michigan finally played someone worth a damn and they look human, which is good. The first three weeks of the year, they were playing inferior opponents and just curb stopping them, which is what good teams do to inferior opponents. But I think Maryland's actually got a pretty good squad this year. I think they do too. I think that they showed that Michigan is a very beatable football team. Which is a positive because guess who's on the schedule this week? The Michigan Wolverines. I can't get it out of my head, us sitting up in section 623 of fucking... Surrounded by Michigan fans. It's great to be a Michigan... I'll, I'll give it to them. I like the chant. That's not their chant, though, man. That's just, that's just a basic chant if you have like the right enough syllables. If you have the right syllables, okay. Yeah. I mean, Pat McAfee was doing it on College Game Day. They're in the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not Michigan's chant. It is a catchy chant, though. It is a catchy chant. They, I heard uh, somebody. Not me. I haven't done this research, but I heard uh, some talking heads say that Maryland potentially has the best receiving core in the nation. Um, and they have Dante Dimas, who had that crazy leg injury versus us last year. I mean, uh, is, is Stefan Diggs still playing for the, for the Maryland Terrapins? Because if so, that would be that'd be the truth. well, then that would probably lock it up because that man's unguardable. <laughs> well, I guess that Miami found a way to do it. Um, anyway. 
Michigan does not win by 16 and a half. Uh, so that's my one loss on the, on the weekend. Kansas does win by eight Iowa Rutgers. I went with the over something inside of me told me, Hey, I think they're going to do it. Most of what that bet was based on was the fact that if you have one of the lowest totals in the history of sports betting, what are the odds that that goes over? Right? Like it, I don't know. I felt good about it. It barely hit and it hit from a literally barely and hit drew Stevens from, from two perspectives. You beat it by one and a half points. Yeah. And if that ball is an RCH further to the left, it bounces straight back onto the field. And that, Oh, I know what you're using now. Okay. I hate you. <laughs> is that a Phil Parker universe, uh, unit? Um, that, that, that's a unit of measurement that's been known to be used ar- around the Hanson football performance center. Okay. Name any names. I thought so. So I go two and one, I improve to four, three and one, and I get positive and I'm happy about that. Four, three and one Kevin's five and four Drake two and seven. So that takes care of that. We're going to talk a little bit about Iowa Rutgers, obviously, because this is the Rutgers recap. Kevin, you're, you, where were you Saturday? Were you able to, you were gone like the last two weekends, right? Uh, yeah. Previous weekend, I was at a bachelor party. That is why I'm sick this weekend. And uh, did you get the vid in Phoenix? No, we are, we are, we are vid free. Okay. Um, just, just got a little, little upper respiratory infection going on right now. It's all good. When you consume the alcohol, which is technically a poison, it probably decreases the functioning of the, you know, the, the... yeah, I mean that, and you share a house with 16 dudes and 16 dudes and you eat Eggo waffles every day. That's a lot of meat. It was a hell of a house though. I bet it was. I bet it was. I bet you had a a great time. You had Eggo waffles every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. The hotel that we stayed at this morning had unthawed, but not cooked egg a waffle sitting in a little container that you could cook yourself and then like spread on. But now, 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 did you cook them or did you just eat them as is? Uh, I have in a previous life eaten them just as is uh-huh, uh-huh. this morning uh, in a previous life. I have just eaten egg waffles straight out of the freezer in a previous life. That was in college at Benton street. <laughs> <laughs> if Kevin Ward was going to indulge uh, nutritionally, a non-cooked Eggo waffle was a pretty high on the list of, of potential indulgences. Um, when I was a kid, yeah, we would just, I mean, there's Eggo is, they figured it out, you know? Um, where was I going with this? Uh, speaking of, by the way, food items last week, you said we should do top five breads. Yeah. Wednesday, we're doing top five breads. Yeah, let's go. Are we doing top five or top three? We're going top five. I love because I searched, I searched list of breads, and there was twenty plus breads out there, man. There's twenty plus breads, and so I've already got my top five ready. I've already, you already got it. I haven't ranked them within the top five, but I have my top five and an honorable mention. Okay, okay. Um, so you were able to watch the game. That's where I was going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that is the thesis of that story. Yeah. Initial immediate thoughts on the Iowa versus Rutgers game this weekend. Thought, 
thought number one is that Cooper DeGene is how the kids say built different. Yeah. I mean, he better, he's a better athlete than maybe you and me combined. Uh, I think if you take the best qualities of both of us, then uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the, the dude just plug and play. You put him in a new position. He just plays corner and he balls out. Yeah. What? <laughs> it, I don't think people respect. I don't even know if they, if they notice like you or I would him switching around like, Hey, he's at cash. Hey, he's at corner. Hey, he's, has he played safety a little bit? Um, I don't think he's played any safety, but you know, if you can play cash and corner, you can play safety. Damn sure. So I don't think people understand. He just, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's a extremely different position, not only technique wise, but like, you know, mentally mindset fit in the defense, right? Uh, not mindset a little bit. Like he, he was playing a lot of man to man previously, yeah. but um, just to know the position, it's just impressive for what's he a sophomore? Yeah. Second year. Yeah. Um, just, he is positions already. Yeah. He's, he's impressive and he's impressive physically. He's not a uh, imposing figure by any means, but he's a guy who doesn't you know, have a lot. You know who he reminds me of? And we probably have very similar to career to once he is done in his college time. He's, he's Micah Hyde. Mm. Which sucks for Micah. Cause it, it, there, there's news that his season ended this, this weekend, which blows. It's but, true, but um, I see, yeah. I see Cooper DeGene's uh, path taking him very similar. And he is, you know, you know what they have that sort of unquantifiable that sticks out to them is how smooth they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just natural. It, it's so, it, I don't know how else to describe it other than just fluid. It's so, the catch he made on that interception over his head. I mean, first off, like, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it again. He's playing this position the first, first time he's ever played it in a game, right? They have a combo coverage on the one receiver side. So it means that he and the safety have this guy kind of double teamed. If this guy takes an inward route, which he does, he just takes a shallow crossing. Safety immediately cuts that. He breaks off beautifully. Quarterback never will never see this happen. Like, um, I think, was it Sebastian Castro or Kyler Fisher's guy had him beat a little bit? But then, you know, the, this quarterback's never seen um, – Cooper break off that route and yeah. come, to, come to pick that off with just a beautiful Willie Mays catch. And then just looks like he sliced through the offense on the return. It was catching a ball, go out, you know, like, Hey, go out with your kid or go out with your buddy and go throw each other passes where you see the pass come out of their hand. And then you immediately turn around and bend your head backwards and catch that ball. Now do it with a helmet on that. Your, your vision is not, it's not the same. So that catch is, is way harder than people think. And then you're right, Kev, he turns around and it's almost like his ability to dissect what he saw with where all the players were on the field. And he immediately saw his path to cut across the field. Blocking was fantastic, by the way, 
the defense turned around and absolutely just zeroed in on guys. It was awesome to see. And um, he is, he is electric with the ball in his hands. And like all of Hawkeye nation just laughs because there's just no way that your defense can keep scoring points. Right. But it, but they do like, they just do. We have the highest scoring defense in the country, um, which was padded on again when Castro absolutely cast, he castrated a guy out in the flat. And that was a hell of a hit. I mean, we've got some hunters in this deep Castro is a hell of a player too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like the way he looked. I think that's his first start. He got at the cash spot and I like the way he looked coming out game for him. I think for sure. Um, Kayvon's there, picks up the ball. Jack was underneath him. Uh, Kayvon walks it in for a touchdown and it's 14, three. It's just really exciting when you have guys who can make plays like that on defense. So we are going to get right back to Kevin's thoughts on the game in a second. Want to pop in real quick to say that our title sponsor of the show is DRF sports. Now, if you're smart, you'd be taking advantage of all of DRF's promotions, sign up promotions, boosts. Have you seen the wash up walk ons boosts? We haven't hit one yet, but we're close. This week five is going to be the week. Texas, UTSA, right on the money. Wisconsin's a fraud, so evidently we don't, you know, that we're not going to talk about that. But this is the week that the DRF boost hits. So get in on that DRF app, ia.drf.com, download that thing, take advantage of the sign up bonus. I think Radio 150 still applies as of today. $150 sign up deposit match, and then put it all on the Wash Up Walk Ons boost. And watch your account grow. Now, that's just that's just me talking. You could do that. You could make money. You could sit at home. Or you could just not do that and not take advantage. It is what it is. DRF Sports, we thank the boys for being the title sponsor of the show. Shout out to them. And uh, let's continue to do big things with old DRF Sportsbook. Now, some other thoughts here. Some of you, as I said, if you're getting tired of the advertisements, take a look at our Patreon. I'm not going to sell it any more than I need to. Patreon.com slash wash up walk-ons it's going to give you ad free listening you're going to get early access to the video and audio episodes you're going to get discounts on our merchandise you're going to be sending money uh part of your subscription is going to go to the kids at the children's hospital and um you're going to get access to exclusive merchandise as well there's so many perks not to mention a extra episode each week in which you get to hear drake who is currently absent from the main show uh, in all of his glory. He is absolutely zero filter there. It gets pretty wild. But if you're still here listening to the main show, then I want to tell you about AdCraft custom apparel and merchandise. AdCraft. You may have uh, recognized that when we do our merchandise stores, those come through an AdCraft web store URL. They are incredible over there. They can help you with your custom apparel and merchandise. Anything. I'm talking anything. My favorite part of their process is the fact that they take care of every step from the design process, helping you take your ideas in your head and creating that into an art design of which you approve. They immediately get into the process of, okay, let's put this thing on a t-shirt, on a tank top, on a hat, on a jersey. They can help you with any work uniforms that you may need, any sports uniforms that you may need for your kids. Maybe you're in a softball league. I don't know. Maybe you just like to wear jerseys around the house. One of the listeners of the Washed Up 
Washed Up Walk-Ons, Kinnick Under the Kitchen. Some of you may follow him on Twitter. Does some incredible artwork. They helped him open up his own store with some of his own designs. So, AdCraft, Custom Apparel Merchandise from Clinton. They have been our people for, gosh, over two years now. And uh, I would not be doing these customized live reads if I didn't believe in the product and the service that they were providing. So, if you have any needs, go check them out. AdCraftWebStores.com. Shout out to them as well. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was all based off of your initial thought of Cooper DeGene. What other thoughts did you have from the Hawks in general? I mean, defensively, it's, it's just another, it's just another great outing, right? There's just no other way to say it. They play great team defense. They stop the run. They get off the field on fourth downs. I think we gave up one big play first quarter. You know, it's just a shot play. You know, receiver makes a good play. That's it. Uh, it happens every now and then. But, you know, the, the lack of letting up big plays, stopping the run, forcing third downs and getting off on third down, it's just really great fundamental defense, man. It's just yeah, not much else you can say. They're, these guys tackle really well. That's what, one thing I will say is we have a really good – tackling defense we make tackles and and we do bend you know we talk about the bend don't break when it comes to Iowa's defense we do bend a fair amount there is there's a lot of bending in there um specifically towards the end of a third quarter they put together a really nice drive where similar to how Iowa State did it they dinked and dunked us a few times they blew up a couple holes in our defensive line where I would have liked to see it closed down a little bit more. Um, but in the end, they find a way. Like it, it's that whole philosophy, Kev, of okay, you've got 80 yards. You might get 60, but at some point, we're going to win out. And over the course of a game, we're going to win out enough times where you end up with 10 points. And that's where we've been saying if this offense can just be within the top 100, right? If we can just score like 10 points, 17 points offensively a game, that might be enough with this defense. Um, and we were actually able to do that. We scored 13, 13 points. Yeah, 13 points offensively um, with two really good drives uh, offensively. Yeah. Um, there are some issues. We went one for nine on third down offensively. Yeah, that, that, that is my highlighted issue is, and that's we've, one we've definitely struggled on all year is um, got to be able to extend drives and that's an execute on third down. I, we, we especially struggle when we get backed up and it's third and long, third and medium, third and short. We have better chances, but we, we have got to find ways to, to extend drives because one for nine is not cutting it. I don't, I don't know. I was, I was pleased with the offensive line this game. Um, 
markedly improved in the in the last two games. I will say that yeah, improved a lot. Which is which is what we talked about. It's mm-hmm. it's big. You can see a lot of improvement playing in games matters. The more every single snap that they get with live action matters. That I personally think that the line should look like this. And this is just from this could be wrong. I'm just a guy. I played long snapper, but I like Richmond at left tackle, Dunker at left guard, Logan Jones at center, Tyler Ellsbury at right guard, Connor Colby at right tackle. That's who I see as our best line. I think those are our five best dudes. It's nothing against Bo Stevens or Nick DeYoung. I think Nick DeYoung is right there as well. Um, But we were blowing up some holes. I mean, there was some legitimate running room for Caleb Johnson and LaShawn Williams, and they were hit. I mean, those guys can hit it too. I'm very happy with our running backs. No, I mean, I I totally agree. I think, um, I think, not only did um, I think I think Brian's run, plan of attack in the run game was uh, was really sound. Um, I think he put his offensive line in positions to be successful and for the running backs to be able to make plays. Yeah, they moved the ball pretty effectively when they stayed on schedule. I'd, I'd say. And I mean, right here we have Lashawn Williams, eleven carries for sixty-four yards, five point eight a carry. Well, t- that'll work. That'll fucking do, Kev. Caleb Johnson, who runs in a, in a different way, but I'm going to use the same word. He runs so incredibly smooth that it looks like he's not trying, but he's still running really fast. It's, he's, he's fun to watch run. Um, he gets 15 carries for 58 yards, almost four yards a carry. Both of those, that'll do. Running yeah, I mean, game, you, you take out like the sack yardage, uh, and we run for 145 yards or so like that. We'll we'll we take can it. win like that. Yeah, we can win like that if we we can move the ball on the ground, slow the game down, take possessions out of the other team's offense, and let our defense work. We can we, we can win games like that. Now we got to finish in the red zone when we get there. We yep. got to extend drives on third down, but there there is absolutely a path to us competing to win the West here competing. There's a path. There, there's a path. Like you said earlier, uh, let's, let's dip into, we'll, we'll come back to a few of the things from the Iowa Rutgers game. Um, Minnesota versus Michigan state, this game in an, in a lot of other years, especially years that we were playing would look a whole lot different on the scoreboard. Um, I don't know if Michigan state's a fraud, they're they, not what they were last year. I know that. I, I know this. I bet they don't feel super comfortable with the $100 million they paid Mel Tucker. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to see your team go get blown out in a Big Ten conference game against a team that you should beat historically on paper, all, these, all this stuff. Historically, yes. This year, no. I think Minnesota is the far better football team, and it showed. And they have to be feeling pretty darn good about themselves. Like extremely good. They came out against some weak opponents and crushed them like they're supposed to. Yep. And then, okay, here's Big Ten play. It's time for these games to count. And they come out and they do it to a a Big Ten opponent. Tanner Morgan is the most experienced quarterback in the Big Ten. 
I mean, the guy looks older than you. Okay, come on, dude. Come on, dude. That's bullshit. I am I mean, 20. Tell me I'm wrong, though. Um, do I look old? You don't look young anymore, dude. It's the, the beard. The, it's, the bald, it's the beard and the bald head, man. It, it, it ages you a little bit. I mean, you look good. It's the best look that you got, bar none. But it does age. Okay? <laughs> you can't say young people with a bald head automatically look older than you're, No, you're right. I, I understand. I totally, I get it. It's just funny that you guys shit on me and shit on me and shit on me for the bald head and all this stuff. And then you tell me I look old with the bald head. And then after all of that, you say, and it's the best look that you've got by far. <laughs> it's all you've got. And, 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 and the funny part is, is you're not wrong. Um, Bo, a quick anecdote. Bo has just libraries full of images and videos from our time in college. And for each one of our birthdays in the Benton group chat, he will send, there's not very many of me because I, Kevin and I didn't live in the back house and I just wasn't as much of a creature as some of those other guys were. Um, but he sent a video of me to the chat today where I did not have a single beard hair on my face and my hair on top of my head was much longer. And I probably, I looked at least a decade younger, maybe more. I'm not sure what year that was, but you looked like a teenager. I looked like a, like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. Um, with, with what coach Doyle would say, uh, is all of my baby fat (laughs) through my senior year, coach Doyle would continually tell me how I was the only, uh, 20 year old or older who he he'd ever seen with that much of their baby fat still on their body. (laughs) And that was insulting. And in a way it was endearing. Um, and I think that's exactly how he meant it. I believe he did. Uh, Tanner Morgan is, I should go to the game quick. He, he diced him up. And Mo Ibrahim, who hurt his knee, I believe they were playing Michigan early last year, and he tore his ACL. Uh, no, he tore his Achilles. And it was, it was Ohio State. It was Ohio State. Um, and he tore his Achilles, and he was looking absolutely unstoppable. He is back, and he is back to doing what he was doing. Yeah, he's one of the best backs in the Big Ten. Maybe the country. Um, you he'll know, he'll, yeah, he'll definitely have a chance at the next level. So, and you know what? We've shit on their offensive line for being slow. They've been really big in a couple of the last years, but they've been a little slow, especially that like 6'11 guy. Their offensive line, their offensive line looks good. Um, and their defense is clearly playing well. I mean, yeah, I mean, you want our defense is playing extremely well. They've given up, I think, less points than we have in through four games. One more. They've given up 24. We've given up 23. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. So fair in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. We're way better. Um, so when we're talking about the West right now, you're looking at Minnesota probably being in the driver's seat. It's hard to say because we're one week in record wise, but as far as like what it feels like and who looks the best, you're probably looking at Minnesota. I'd say the Hawks are second. I, I would somehow I'd say it's like I it's Iowa, Purdue, Wisconsin in the next tier. Wisconsin now has a Big Ten loss. Purdue has a Big Ten loss. They automatically, because of those, are going to fall even or below the Hawks, even though the potential, the outlook for the Hawks is 
in a lot of people's minds, much more dire because of our offensive situation, but it is what it is. We still have an undefeated big 10 record at one and oh, and they don't. Um, we are going to have to play Michigan. We're going to have to play Ohio state. We're going to have to play those three teams. So it's, yeah, we, we, we have boned with the crossover schedule a little bit, but Hey, can't control who you play, right? No, all you can control is how you, how you play. You got to line them up. And, um, you know, I think all you could ask for from the Hawks this week was a step forward. And I think they took a step forward. Um, absolutely. Quickly, let's talk about, uh, and I have a three-way tie this week. I want to talk about the count the kicks, which is the thing I'm doing this year. The Tory, if you want to support count the kicks, it's a, uh, it's a initiative that it is in action to help prevent stillbirths in the third trimester. <clears throat> you can go to countthekicks.org. This week's Count the Kicks special teams play of the week is Gavin Williams absolutely destroying oh, okay. that guy on kickoff. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> – so that dude was getting blocked by someone else. <laughs> gets off it and then he looks like confused or something like that. Like how he got off the block. And then Gavin Williams is right there in his chin and lays him flat. And you have played kickoff and kick return. It's a very weird. How much momentum I think the guy was like astonished that a kick actually got returned. Well, it, it happened anymore. And, and the fact that he got off his block, but now he doesn't have that downfield momentum because so now he's kind of on his heels and he has to get back into the play and he runs right into the blocking lane of Gavin Williams and gets absolutely, I mean, it's the definition uh, the, a gif of this hit would be the definition of road grading. I mean, he absolutely got smoked. We run right by him 40 yard you kickoff remember, return. Uh, Monday night football pre pre game. They used to have the jacked up segment. Then they had to get rid of it because of CTE and brain injuries. That actually doesn't ring a bell. I probably no? would. I probably oh, would if. Man. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who did it? Who did the segment? Um, who was one? Who had Monday Night Football back in the day? I think it was NBC, right? Would they come on when they did the segment? They would come on and they'd be like, now it's time to see who got jacked up. And then and it'd be like, uh, I, I remember specifically Reggie Bush was on there and it'd be like, Reggie Bush. And then everyone, you got, and everyone go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Well, that would be on there. Now my honorable mentions are Drew Stevens hitting the over with the doink through the uprights and Tori Taylor, who had several nice punts. Um, it was not the punt off that it was built up to be uh, probably. Thankfully they both had several good kicks that Corsac guy is also Australian. Um, the one other thing I want to touch on in this game, I don't have a whole lot else to, to touch on here other than we had, I want to make sure I get this right. I've got these, I've got the stats right here. Um, we had one catch by a receiver in this game. Yeah. It was an Arlen Bruce six, five, five yard catch. Um, Laporta was great. Lachey was great. And, and I said this before the season started. I think that in our receiving game, Laporta is our most important guy because it's the guy that Spencer feels most comfortable throwing to. I don't know if that's because the, the routes that he's running are specifically the ones that Spencer likes throwing. I don't know if for some reason he feels this unexplainable comfortability with him. 
he took a couple shots downfield at Laporta. I mean, Laporta had a couple long balls, a 42 mm-hmm. yard catch. Uh, I think that was part of the really good drive that we put together. One catch by your receivers is we are not going to win games doing that. Yeah, but we also, yeah, we threw the ball 17 times, right? It's not a lot. Not a lot. You would like to see it dished around a little bit more than we did. Yeah. But at the same time, you'd argue this was our best offensive performance of the year. It it absolutely was. Right? I mean, they moved the ball more effectively this game. And I think, one, Rutgers actually has a solid defense, too. Correct. You're right. That is something to remember here. They came into this game as a top 10 defense in the country as well. Right. And, I, you, know, you know, Spencer had to just check it down sometimes, toss it out to the receivers, toss it, yep. or toss it out to the running backs, toss it out to the, to the tight ends. Um, who cares how we move the ball, right? You're right. You're right. I but agree. Yes, I do agree. I think here's the thing, Kev. It would have been great to, 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 to spread it around a little bit. It, it would look great 2020 hindsight if you look at the stat sheet and you see, oh, we've got three or four receivers and they all have four catches. <clears throat> and so does our tight end. And we had a couple other receivers in Lachey with one or two catches apiece. And, you know, we've got, you know, we're 20 for 30 and it's just spread around like a nice piece of buttered bread. Shout out to the top five bread segment that we're doing on Thursday. Um, But the issue is like, it doesn't matter what the score sheet or the stat sheet says, if you come out on top and I'll be honest, we're not an air raid attack. We're not going to, you know, we are, we are what we are. There's there's no change in it this year. And right. You can make all the debates in the world you want in January, but now through the bowl game, we are who we are. And who we are and how we will win games is if we can run the ball, hopefully for a little bit more than we did, we probably need to get up to around 200 yards rushing. And then our passing game is going to be Salem Porta and Luke Lachey getting half of the catches or more. And then Nico and Arland and maybe Keegan, if he's in the game, getting the other half of the catches. Right. And, They'll take their shots when they're there. I don't think Rutgers plays a defense that, you know, allows for as many shots as, you know, as we saw against Nevada, right? Yeah. Um, there, there's definitely times to take your shots, but I don't, I don't think in the game that we were playing yesterday, you know, the game within the game really called for, for a whole lot of vertical passing. You're right. I agree. Um, and, you know, when we run the ball like we did, blowing up holes. We probably, I mean, I probably counted six or seven runs of 10 yards, eight or 10 yards, like big, like gaining an entire stick. Like chunk plays. Nice, chunk, nice chunk, play. chunk plays with LaShawn and Caleb. When you can run the ball like that, our downfield passing attack will open up more. It will. Absolutely. And that is how we're going to win games is, is then setting up the play action, setting up some shot plays that we can take to Nico. I feel bad for Nico. Fucking the whole Ragaini clan was there. They had 80 people there and he didn't get a catch in his hometown. Um, got the dub though, man. Got the dub and he got his sandwich from Luizzi's or something that his grandma makes him after every game. That legendary family needs a... they. Chad Lassico did a story on him. They need like a documentary done on him. Fucking Ragaini. 
I feel like he's part of the mob. Um, so that's who we are. And like Kevin said, we're not going to change it. Last thing I want to talk about in this game is especially towards the end in the fourth quarter. And I want your opinion on it, on this. I don't even know how much you've paid attention to this. Uh, we didn't have Terry Roberts in this game, which is we'd, we'd rather have Terry Roberts. Let's just say that. Um, I had several people on Twitter ask me, has Riley Moss fallen off a little bit? And do we now see Cooper and Terry as two of our better guys? And why is Riley maybe the weak link? And, and, and there was a few plays and I, I haven't seen that. And my, my inclination was that he probably gets some of the harder assignments too. Um, he's our best guy. And so he, I, I believe he was matched up against Hutchinson in Iowa state much of the, most of the time. Um, any thoughts on that? Have you seen that? I haven't seen the decline. No, it's bullshit. Okay. I thought so. Um, no, th- no. Riley's playing just as well as he did last year. Okay. He was you the, know, I, would, I would argue that first quarter, he probably should have had that pick in the end zone, but yeah, he, I, I think this was when he probably would have liked to head back. This was probably asked for two specific plays that happened and it looks just sort of glaringly weak on TV, but you don't, you don't always understand. Um, he was the one who gave up the touchdown and he turned outside and kind of had to, the ball was thrown really well to the inside and the receiver made a play on it. And he's a good receiver and he made a play and he's and, playing the hardest position to play in sports. He, and he is playing DB. It's incredibly hard to, to play DB corner specifically. Um, and then late in the game, he dropped off on a zone in a zone protection and Quinn Schulte was over the top. And I think Schulte was more out of position than he was. And it made for a catch and run that looked wide fucking open, but it wasn't necessarily Riley's fault. Um, I would have to get some confirmation on that because again, I'm not Phil Parker here, but that's what it looked like to me. Um, and when they're wearing white jerseys and all of a sudden you see number 33 as the closest guy to the ball, but they're making this easy completion. You're like, what the fuck is Riley doing? Like, why isn't he in the spot that he needs to be? He probably is, or at least closer than you think. So um, I didn't think so either. Either way, hard to argue with what this defense is putting out right now. It's pretty great. Um, And it's fun to watch. So Anything else to wrap up this recap episode, Kev? Any thoughts? Um, obviously, we'll preview Michigan. We'll talk about Brett on Thursday, but... Uh, Excited for that one. Yeah. I, I, that, that's what I got to do my homework on. It's one of my top five breads. Top five breads and three picks that are going to win this week. And I won't fuck you with a meme just, on Twitter. I don't have to do any work on that. I'm just going to pick the opposite of Drake. Oh, yeah, true. Forgot. Guaranteed um, at least two and one. Closing thoughts. Um, no, I think like you said earlier, it's, we, we, uh, we took care of business like we needed to good to see the guys play well on the road. Um, true. Definitely improved week to week, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Going to have to take that momentum and really play our best game this, this week coming up. We need, great week of practice. yeah, we need equal improvement that we made from Nevada to Rutgers to happen from Rutgers to Michigan. Um, because though Maryland was able to score a lot of points and kind of mi- and show that, like Kevin said, Michigan is not immortal. Uh, this is a good football team. Blake Corum will run hard. Um, they've got guys who can score the ball. They have, I think they have two quarterbacks that they, do they still use two quarterbacks or they have, have they settled in on one? 
Um, um, I want to say that they have settled in um, McCarthy. Is it McCarthy? Let me see if I can find. Yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, defense again, our defense is going to be solid. I think the opening line sits at uh, Michigan minus nine. Uh, yeah, I saw like nine and a half, ten, which, you know, two weeks ago, probably, people were probably thinking it'd be at least double that. Correct. And I think the over under that I saw was like 43. I have not seen an over under yet, but I saw 43. 43 so, I like. You Veg- know which way I'm leaning. Vegas is putting that one at like 27, no, 25 to 14, 25 to 17, around there. Um, so if the Hawks can keep it close, it's in Kinnick. Big noon kickoff. We'll, we'll talk about that. They're coming back. It's Kinnick. Big E doing? He's coming back. Is he? Yeah, he's coming back for big noon kickoff. I love that, man. And actually, you want to know what? Um, I got an email from some marketing lady that they wanted. So I wasn't really sure what was going on. She is the, she does like PR and marketing events and stuff for Wendy's. Like Baconator Wendy's. (laughs) Four for four. She wanted the three of us to do a podcast from their footprint at the big noon kickoff on Saturday. And then like interview How many baconators are we getting for this? Well, they said we'd have you guys eat Wendy's and then they wanted us to like interview big E for them. And How I was many baconators for this. <laughs> I'm still in, I'm still like going back and forth with her, but it doesn't sound like it sounds like they're like, Let's just put it this way. It doesn't sound worth it. Like, it sounds like they're going to fucking use us. And I don't know, like I, they're looking to. They're, they're trying to not give us any Baconators. No, they, they are going to feed us Wendy's. Just once. I think I so. like a year supply of Baconators. Oh, no, it's it's like you get a sandwich on Saturday morning. OK, tell Wendy that she's a bitch and I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> tell Wendy you could stick it up her ass. Uh <laughs> I don't know that that whole parade and pony show is going to be there in Kinnick, you know, Kinnick's never safe if you're the opponent. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, I am so tired uh, from this weekend. Now I have to edit this thing, put it up. Hope you guys have fantastic Monday and a fantastic week. The Hawks are three and one. All of the things that are still in play for the Hawkeye football team and we made improvements. So let's just build on that. Let's have a great fucking week. Hawks by a million. And we will talk to you guys on Thursday. Start thinking about your favorite breads. See you then. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.